Hi, thanks for listening to Extreme Encounter Ministries podcast. We pray that you are blessed and God ministered to your heart through this time and through this teaching. God bless you. Thanks again for listening. Well, as we get started this morning, I have a very strange message for you. Isn't that, didn't that just make you so excited this morning? This is a, um, a message, I've shared bits and pieces of it just in service, but it's something God showed me. Um, I'm one of those people that learn best um, when he gives me examples and application and hands-on stuff. Um, and so oftentimes God will show me things through other things that I understand. And um, this is just one that he shared with me, and um, I've shared it with the youth group in part, um, and I felt like I need to share it with you today. Um, and um, it was funny. I was toying with not speaking today, having someone else do it, because I am in the middle of student teaching, and um, I am quite overwhelmed with that. Um, and this, there were nights this week I didn't even go to bed because I had so much homework. And one day this week, Courtney called me. She knew about this message because I've shared it with the youth. And um, another pastor that she follows on Twitter had Twittered my message. <laughs> so I knew that God was telling me to, to share it. And so that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to have Sarah put, well, give, give me a second. What I'm going to talk to you about today is hoarding. I don't know if you guys have seen some of the reality shows that are on about hoarders. Um, I want to preface this. I'm going to put some pictures up. None of these pictures were taken at my home, <laughs> nor anybody I know. They are from the Internet, the World Wide Web. I don't know the people. Just so don't sit there and go, well, I see. Oh, that must be, you know. No, it is not from our home. Um, One of those shows, when it opens up, it has like an introduction, and they put this definition of hoarding. Hoarding is a condition that causes individuals to acquire and keep things, even if the items are worthless, hazardous, or unsanitary. Um, And so all these reality shows are coming up. I laughed one day. Sean was at Courtney's house, and she had on like a marathon of the hoarding show, and he said it was taking him into like a pit of despair because it's so depressing to watch. But... It's one of those things like you can't stop watching once you start watching it. So Sarah's going to put some pictures up for me. These are hoarding pictures that I found on the Internet. Um, These are actual people's homes. And they are, this is how people are living. Yeah. I think I stayed in that house when I was in the drama company. I'm pretty sure I did. Some scary stuff. And what God showed me one night when I was back in the back of the sanctuary was that these shows parallel um, the church in many ways. Scary to say, but this is what he showed me. Um, I believe that as these homes which I believe these people that hoard like this, I believe there's a spiritual condition that needs taken care of. 
Um, but I also believe that in our spiritual lives, our spiritual homes can look like this sometimes. Um, we can hoard things like pride, resentment, unforgiveness, um, hurts, things that people have done to us. We can just pile them up, and you only really, once they start piling, you only really have to deal with what's on the top layer. So I bet they don't even know what's underneath there anymore. Um, and you can take those down if you want now, so people don't, they do have to eat lunch later. Um, one of the things I noticed on the show is that um, there were, there's obviously some hoarders that you can look at them and tell they're hoarders. But on this show, it amazed me the amount of people that presented like normal humans who live in normal houses. And there's people that like dress up in suits and stuff and go to work. And then they come home to things like that. And it amazed me, and it was one of the things God showed me, is that we can come to church, and we can love God, and we can do, you know, the church thing and go home to homes, spiritual homes that look like that. Um, many times they live in those homes and nobody knows about it. They can, you know, just the people real close to them, but people they work with, friends, don't always know what their houses look like. Um, ultimately, the reason that people hoard, there's lots of issues behind it, but I believe the main thing is so they don't have to deal with their stuff. It's there, they just don't ever have to deal with it. Um, and so there's some very specific things that I think the enemy uses and causes us to want to live this way, to spiritually hoard our stuff, and there's reasons behind it. The first reason is hoarding separates a person from relationships. James 4.8 says, Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. And in that scripture, double-minded simply means that it is somebody who is trying to hold on to the world and hold on to God at the same time. And it's, you can't do that. You can't be double-minded. The, the Bible says when you're double-minded, you're unstable in all your ways. So we can't hold on to the world and hold on to God. You can't draw near to God with all these barriers in front of you, and that's what the hoarding does. On the show, um, I've seen shows where kids were taken away from their parents because their houses look like that. I've seen shows where teenagers moved out away from their parents because they didn't want to live like this anymore. It separates them from their families. It separates them from the people in their lives. Friends that they'll, they'll ask around and bring somebody in that has never seen the house. And these close friends that they have at work and outside of their homes would come in and say, we never knew they lived like this. And they'll stand and weep because of how their friend is living. And it is a barrier in their relationship. Ultimately, our relationships that we need to maintain are our relationship with God first and foremost, which when we spiritually hold on to things that, we, that are not valuable, are hazardous to us, it separates us from God. It builds a barrier between our relationship with God. And then God brings other people in your life to have relationships with. And I believe the things in our lives that we hold on to spiritually and hoard and pat down and put stuff on top of, I believe those things can be a barrier in those relationships as well. It's very important that we deal with our stuff, let God deal with our stuff, and not hold on 
to those things. The enemy knows that if he can keep us from drawing close to God, we will in, we will in return hold on to the things of the world that he has designed to harm you and kill you and stop you from what God has for you. If he can get you to distance yourself from God, you're going to grab something temporal. You're going to grab onto what he puts there as the false security, which is another thing that I felt like God showed me that hoarding gives these individuals a false sense of security. We look at that and we think they should feel very insecure. They should not feel comfortable in that. But a lot of them, that is their security. I watched a show one night and this lady, now if I was going to hoard, this is the way I would do it. She boxed everything. It was organized hoarding. And I thought that would be me if I if I'm not careful, but she had all these things in boxes. Her kids were walking around scared boxes were going to fall on their head. And they got out this bag and started going through, it was trash. It was a bag of trash. And she started to have an anxiety attack because they were throwing her trash away. Her security was in her stuff. She found security in those things. And in our spiritual walk, we cannot find security in these things that we hold on to. Um, A lot of times, even the bad things that have happened to us are security because it's all we've known. Um, If you're like me and you don't like change, sometimes knowing what you're dealing with is a lot better than trusting what you don't know. Um, 2 Corinthians 1.3 calls God the God of all comfort. I was reading that last night. He's not the God of comfort. He's the God of all comfort. He is our comfort. Anything that brings comfort to us Other than him is false comfort. It is temporal and it won't last. There's lots of things in this world and probably each and every one of us have a different thing that we could use as a comfort instead of running to God. And all those things are temporal. God really is the only thing, the only source of true comfort. Um... Another area that goes right along with this false sense of security is that hoarders keep control by keeping their stuff. Uh, Security and control kind of go hand in hand. Um, If you're insecure, you don't want to lose control, so you'll do what you have to do to keep control. When we give our lives to God, we give all control to him. Um, By holding on to unforgiveness and hurt and sin, We attempt to keep control of our situation ourselves, and we can't do that. Um, Well, you can. You'll get the results you're getting, but you could give it all to him and get good results. Um, On the show and in our spiritual lives, by trying to keep control, oftentimes that's when you spiral out of control. Um, Like with them, they try to keep control by doing all that, and then you look at those pictures and you see that... um, they are completely out of control. It has completely gotten away from them. Um, we, um, yeah, hoarding is a crazy thing. And I, thinking about oftentimes, you know, like Janet has shared about the church and operating as the body. And I think in these last days that the enemy is constantly looking for ways to paralyze the body of Christ because he knows if we get a hold of what God has for us and do it, um, we are going to devastate his kingdom. 
And so he's constantly looking for ways. I think we've constantly got to be aware of what the enemy is trying to do and look at his plans and his tactics and recognize them, expose them, and come against them. Um, Probably the number one thing that I think the hoarding does um, and does spiritually um, is hoarding takes away the specified purpose that something or someone has. If you watch this show, oftentimes the hoarding steals the purpose from something. Like um, one night I was watching and this lady had used her shower to store some of her very expensive and wonderful trash. Um, And it was all stored and they couldn't use her shower. That shower full of trash cannot fulfill what it was created or designed to do. Um, It is designed to clean human beings and it was a storage unit. Um, It's sitting there. It will function, but it can't be used because of all the stuff that is covering it up. Um, They sit fully functioning, unable to do what they were created to do. And how often do Christians allow the enemy to do that to them? You have a purpose and a plan. Each and every purpose Each and every person in this place has a purpose and a plan for their life. God has gifted you with giftings and abilities that only you can use to further his kingdom. He has gifted so many people, and they just, they hoard this stuff. They've got unforgiveness. They've got bitterness. Insecurity will stop you a lot from that. And they just don't step out and do the things that they were created Jeremiah 29.11 says in the NIV, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. God has plans for you, and he has things he wants you to do. And if there's anything hindering those plans, we need to deal with it, get it out, so that we can fully walk in the way that he's intended us to walk. The enemy always wants to rob you of your purpose. I was thinking about this this morning as I was getting ready and praying this morning at our house. And I think the main reason the devil hates that you have a purpose in your life is because he traded his purpose for disobedience. His purpose was to worship God, you know, and he traded that for disobedience to God. He gave up his purpose, which is what he so desperately wants you to do. And realizing that when you give up your purpose, you're affecting other people. Um, Our family member that has um, decided that he's not going to walk in his call, I I don't know, we'll never know this side of heaven, how many people he did not affect and, and minister the gospel to because of all this stuff that he allowed the enemy to use. You have to deal with the stuff and not let the enemy rob you of your purpose. Um, Sarah, you could put that picture up. This, at one time, was a kitchen. Um, A kitchen cannot hold all this stuff and function as a kitchen. Now, these people seem to like lean cuisine, I'm noticing. And I'm guessing that... They can't get rid of those boxes with the silver lining is my thing because a lot of times they have something that they can't get rid of. Um, But that kitchen was intended to be a place to manufacture nourishment for people. And it cannot function if 
the way it is. Um, you might be able to get in that microwave over there and make something, but I wouldn't eat it because I'm sure that within all that stuff there is rodents and disease and oh. um, it was it was designed to assist in you know manufacturing nourishment and it's now a source of destruction and disease. It's not functioning the way it's intended. Okay, you can take it down. Hopefully you'll get rid of these pictures in your mind before you go to lunch. Um, the enemy wants you to hoard spiritually all the things. And when I say, you know, sometimes we even hoard the good things that have happened. Um, you know, you can hoard things that God did like 20 years ago and always get, you know, talk about what happened 20 years ago. But God wants to do new and wonderful things now. So we need to even be careful not to hoard those things. We need to allow God, you know, new and fresh daily, clean the house and take care of things. Um, The enemy always wants you to hoard. And the reasons are, because I need a drink now. He wants you to hoard to disable your relationships, to give you false security encourage you to maintain control and to rob you of your purpose. Those are the reasons. Now, we we can understand that, and then we could say, what do we do with that? What do you do when you recognize that the enemy has things in your life? And we can, each and every one of us can sit here, and we've got different things to think about. We've all lived different lives. We've all had different things happen to us. We've all made different choices. Everybody's stuff is different. Um, On the show, they will send in usually a psychologist who tries to think them through what they're hoarding. And then they send in these happy organizers. And these organizers, they get on my nerves because they walk into houses that look like the ones I showed you with like three little baskets and a notepad and usually a labeler. And I'm thinking, what is a labeler? Are you going to label the lean cuisine boxes or, you know, what are you going to do? And they'll say, this is a keep pile, and this is a giveaway, and this is a trash. And a lot of times I'm sitting there going, just throw it away. They just need to throw it away. Because to me, there is no need to organize trash. There's no need to organize that stuff and put it in neat little piles. It just, it's just time to let those things go. And um, on the show, occasionally they'll get a person that... I was watching one the other day that a lady got two rooms clean. She was trying to get her daughter to move back in. And they went to the daughter and said, oh, are you going to move back in now? And she said, well, the cameras are showing you two rooms, but the rest of the house still looks like it did. And no, I'm not coming back because those two rooms are going to look like that shortly. Um, she knew what was going to come because the root of the problem was not taken care of. You know, they just cleaned up two rooms. But they send in these professional organizers It annoys me on the show. And I realize, though, that people have homes and their investments, and they have to try to get their homes cleaned up and whatnot. In our spiritual walk, though, we have other alternatives. Um, Spiritually, and what I felt like God told me one night in service, um, was spiritually, we need to just allow God to come in and light a match Um, just allow him to come. He says that when we become 
with him in Christ that we are a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. New. God never intended for us to organize our stuff, good and bad. He did not intend for us to keep them in piles and in little baskets. He intended for all things to become new. And when I was in service one night and I felt like God said that we needed to light a match and I started thinking about that, Hebrews 12.29 refers to God as a consuming fire. Consuming. Comes in and consumes everything that it touches. Um, I have never in my life seen people get as nervous in a service as when God shows up and they are introduced to him as a consuming fire. Um, we have had, when we were youth pastoring, and I, my husband's told the stories about Camp 99 probably a hundred times. You guys could probably tell them to me. But God showed up with fire, and he's done it since. And But that night particularly, I remember um, parents running. It was parent night. And I remember them running from the service because of just the fear of what was going to happen to them if the God of a consuming fire came in contact with them. We get nervous because if you lived in a house like that, you wouldn't want anybody to light a match in it. Could you imagine a hoarder and walking in and lighting a match in their house, what they would do? It would, make, it would be unnerving because all this stuff that you've tried to keep control of and you've tried to hold on to would be in jeopardy. But we need to, in our spiritual lives, allow that to come. God's a consuming fire, and he's perfect. If something needs to stay, it will stay. But God will come in and purge out all those things that need to go. Um, when we have hoarded, we feel vulnerable because we can, poten- we can potentially lose our false security, our control, And our purpose will be revealed. And many times, allowing God to reveal your purpose puts people in a very vulnerable state. You don't always want God to reveal your purpose because then it causes you to have to step out and do the things that he's purposed you to do. We've got to allow him to have everything. We've got to give him the good, the bad, and the ugly. We've got to allow that consuming fire to come in. And we've got to allow him to do his work in our lives. Um, not so that we can, um, not really for us, but we need to allow him to come in and allow us to become functional and do the things that we need to do for the other people in our lives, the other people we need to touch, for the people that we have relationships with. We need to be able to be healthy, um, a healthy church. When we get this stuff taken care of, and we're not hoarding unforgiveness and bitterness and um, insecurity, we will deal much more effectively with those we are in church with as the body. Um, Those are the little things, the little foxes that spoil the vine that the enemy comes in and you've got them piled up and, you know, someone sits in your seat that you always sit in and, and, uh, which, by the way, that doesn't just happen at church. That happens at school, I have learned I had two girls get in a cussing match at school last week because one of them sat in a seat that the girl always sat in. It wasn't assigned. It wasn't. But I have seen people in church do, not cuss, but get mad because um, 
people have sat in their seats or just little things that that's all the enemy that is all the enemy just trying to stifle what God wants this body to do what God wants the whole body of Christ to do and that is his always his purpose is to stop and hinder us and to kill steal and destroy where God always wants to just bring you abundant life None of these people that are living in these hoarding situations have abundant life. If you ever see the show, oftentimes you do get done watching it and you're sad for them because they are just a mess and you just want to go in and say, oh, you don't have to live like this. You know, you can have your family back. You can have these things. Same way spiritually. Um, When I see people that, like our family member that have so much that God wants them to do and they've laid it down because of everything they've built around them to be a barrier and hoarded and stored and, you know, you could go back and say, well, this made me mad and this made me mad. That's all just what the enemy wants you to do and it's designed to stop what God has intended for your life. So it's important that we allow God to come as a consuming fire. Um, Michelle, you can go ahead and start getting ready. We need him to come as a consuming fire. We need him to consume all the things that aren't intended to be there. Um, You know, I always say that if you have unforgiveness, letting God have the unforgiveness does not mean the person was right. It just means you have given it to God and you've allowed grace and mercy in your life and you have moved on. Um, I've known people that have went up to people like 10 years later and said, I just want to let you know that I forgive you. And the other person had no idea what they were talking about. What were you mad at me about? You know, they, the other person often in unforgiveness is rarely affected. That unforgiveness affects us more than anything. Um, Pride is something we hoard. You can be prideful and that will affect everything you do for God's kingdom. When you are looking through the eyes of pride, it's hard to be effective because you're looking at people through false eyes that God never intended. Insecurity will always want to stop you and hold you back from stepping out and doing what God had for you. Hurt, things people have done to us. The only thing those things are ever good for is to allow God to make something beautiful from them. Allow God to make beauty from ashes and use that to give glory to him that, hey, I got through that and I'm good on the other side because of God. God is wonderful and powerful. Meeting him as your deliverer is one of the most amazing things you could ever do. I, I love that he's our savior. I love that he's our healer. But watching people become free from bondage is an amazing thing. I love it, love it, love it. It's one of my favorite things to ever minister to people is deliverance, is to see them totally set free to do what they were called and and gifted to do. And so I'm just going to ask everybody to stand right now.